Allison Little, a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur who has built businesses and brands for the past decade. I'm passionate about helping high achievers launch to the next level. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Launch Podcast with Allison Little. This week's episode is called Adjust Your Attitude with Desi Payne. Oh my gosh, I am so excited about this episode. Desi Payne, author and humorous motivational speaker, will teach you strategies on how to adjust to negative people. You will also learn how enthusiasm is contagious, how gratitude will change an attitude, and how power words will give life how stress affects your attitude, and how your attitude affects your health. Oh my gosh, this is going to be an absolutely amazing episode, and I'm super excited to introduce you to our guest, Desi Payne. So hello, Desi. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Allison. I am so thrilled to be here on the podcast with you, so thank you for having me. Absolutely. It is my pleasure. I am so excited about this. And, you know, I was telling my husband that I got to do this interview and I uh, was kind of just sharing a little bit about you and, and some of the fun things that you do. And one of the things that I absolutely think is just amazing and funny and awesome is you have a YouTube channel where you teach cooking classes with a zombie. <laughs> I do. I know. It's kind of crazy. And it just happened one day. I was in the process of promoting my book, which is has to do with workplace zombies. And I was just doing a little clip with my daughter, who is a theater major. And uh, we were putting together, we were cooking something up. And the guy who was doing the video, he was like, oh, there's something to this. There's something to this. He got so excited. And then by the time it was all done, it was like, this was the premise. Zombies love brains. You need to love your brain too. So the recipes all have to do with foods that benefit your brain. And then it just took off from there. So yeah, I have uh, two different YouTube channels and that is one of them, Healthy Cooking with a Zombie. I love that. That is fantastic. And, and we're going to get to more about your book, um, but I want to mention it here because I know our listeners are going to want to get it. So it's called, Do You Work With the Living Dead by Desi Payne? So you're going to want to get that book because not only is it filled with so much wisdom and ideas, but it made me laugh too. And I love laughing. And so okay. to, to be able to laugh and learn at the same time is absolutely fantastic. So tell us a little bit more about yourself, Desi. Sure. Well, after I graduated from college, I got a job in a hospital and I was a customer service trainer. I was a patient advocate, which essentially meant I was the complaint department. And, uh, and I did that for several years, and I, and I actually loved it. I mean, it was very challenging, and I loved doing the customer service training. And then I did a total turnabout and um, did something totally off the charts, which was totally opposite of what I was doing. Uh, and that was I became, um, I got into comedy and I became a professional magician and a professional clown. And the door opened from working at the hospital because there was a clown, professional clown on staff and uh, he had a humor therapy department and to make a long story short, he wanted me to do that when he retired and I ended up going to clown school in Wisconsin, where you're from. <laughs> <laughs> really? I didn't know there was clown school here. That's fantastic. Yeah, the, the, well, it's, it's no longer there, but the University of Wisconsin had a clown school for a while, and so I ended up doing that. And then it was just amazing how my life turned upside down, changed. I mean, it's been an amazing journey. I, 
ended up working on Royal Caribbean cruise lines and I was a guest performer ringmaster with Ringling Brothers and then I got asked by principals to come to schools and then the just door just opened for me to start doing bully prevention teaching on character traits and with these assemblies and uh, which really prepared me for down the road because now I do youth max and uh, which is um, as you're familiar with um, on the John Maxwell team and um, so yeah it's been an amazing journey I, I for 22 years I saw patients every week I saw them before they would go into surgery kids cancer patients dialysis patients and that's where I really found out that humor and laughter was so powerful and how it can change somebody immediately. I mean, laughter, there were so many benefits to laughter that that's what I ended up finding my niche in motivational speaking was to talk to people about the power of laughter and how it can reduce your stress and how it can and adjust your attitude. Mm, that's so good. You know, Desi, I have to tell you this because you'll appreciate it. Uh, we have a conference called the Launch Leadership Conference. And the beginning of that conference, we have, I have a, a friend named Heather and she does laughing yoga. And so that's oh, yeah. how we start off our, yeah, that's how we start right. off our event. And it is, it just transforms the entire room and it makes it just such a fun learning environment. And so I thank you for doing all of that. That's just absolutely amazing. So nice. what is, what is your main passion or purpose in life, Desi? I, I love being creative, and I think that's um, kind of intertwined with what I'm doing now, especially with the COVID-19. I love teaching people how to reduce stress, and so I have this session called Give Me Some Chocolate, I'm Stressed. And so with when all my um, speaking engagements were canceled, it was like, now what am I going to do? So I took that creativity with the stress that we're experiencing with the COVID-19 and I started creating stress busters. And so two and three times a week um, on my, on my own YouTube channel, which is Desi pain. Um, I started posting stress busters, you know, how do we handle this? And then of course I have had to throw in some humor. So a lot of them are a little um, out of the box, but it was to get people's attention and say, Hey, you know, we need to um, reduce some stress and, and laughter is one of the ways to do that. So I, I would say, you know, helping people adjust their attitudes by reducing stress and finding different ways to laugh and find humor in, in really tough times is, um, you know, one of the things that I love to do the most. Mm, that's so good. You know, I think um, I, without even knowing it, uh, I, I love laughing and I didn't know that laughter is just one of the normal things of my life. But my husband is always like looking up jokes and he's always telling me things and he's just kind of funny and he has this dry sense of humor. So I get to laugh a lot. And a lot of people don't have, you know, people around them that are laughing or making jokes or helping them see things in a different way, how do you find things to laugh at? Or how do you intentionally laugh and, and kind of put yourself in that frame of mind? Mm -hmm. and, and you have to be intentional. <laughs> and you have to look for the funny things. I mean, Dr. Sue said, from here to there, from there to here, funny things are everywhere. I mean, you have to look for funny things. And, you know, thank goodness we have, <laughs> have the YouTube you know, a lot of times when um, I'm going to my channel, it'll come up with the screen of different, you know, YouTube videos, and there will be funny things there. And so, you know, intentionally looking for things, a lot of times, you know, I'll, if I have a stressful day, I'll come home and say, I need a funny movie tonight. You know, I, 
I have to make myself, you know, sit down and, and we're going to watch something funny. And um, so, you, like I said, you have to be intentional. You have to look for funny things. Uh, there's a funny story, um, which has to do with looking for funny things. In my hometown, the hospital, which is odd enough, is built across the street from a cemetery. And, uh, you know, who, whoever thought to do that, I don't know. But um, there's a sign in one corner of the cemetery. Every time we drive by it, I, ha- I have to laugh because the sign, there, literally, there's a sign on one end of the cemetery that says, dead end. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so, you know, it cracks me up. And so, again, you have to look for funny things and you have to find those things. Oh, I love that. So you have a book called, Do You Work with the Living Dead? And you say that you see living dead. Can you explain that and kind of share about your, what you teach in that book? Because it's just, it's awesome how you explain those things. Sure. Um, Well, the whole idea came one day when I happened to be walking through my living room. And um, I was you know, I was a little shocked by um, what I saw, and that was an axe that essentially went through the air and hit somebody in the head, and blood and brain matter go splurting out everywhere. I mean, it was a horrific situation. And at that moment, I turned to my husband and my daughter, and I said, what are you watching? And they didn't even look at me. And one of them mumbled the uh, walking dead. And, and, you know, I'm not, funny enough, I have a a cooking show with zombies. I write a book about zombies. I cannot stand watching zombies on TV. <laughs> and so I, I just walked out of the room, shook my head. It's like, I can't believe they're watching this. And, uh, you know, at the time it was, you know, a real, when it first came out, especially it was a real big hit. But it made me think about people that I knew because, you know, when you see people dragging through life, a lot of times it's the people that have the bad attitudes or they're negative. And so that was a springboard for me putting together this session on do you work with the living dead, which I, you know, is probably my most requested session next to give me some chocolate on stress. And uh, so in the book, I came up with 22 different workplace zombies. So everybody can identify with several of these workplace zombies. And then I give strategies on how to survive working with these people. Now, it doesn't even have to be people you work with. You could be living with them as well. One of this, I'll give you one of the strateg- strategies, and that is, well, one of them is don't descend to that person's level because that's essentially what people want you to do. They don't want to be the only ones griping and complaining. Um, another strategy would be to be gracious to people, and that came from a situation one time where um, I was working, and I got called in by the boss and um, got raked over the coals big time because an employee essentially um, had lied about me, and I got thrown under the bus. And, you know, it was really tough to deal with. And so I thought, you know, I, I'm not going to be the one that um going to have my attitude messed up over this. You know, I didn't do anything wrong. So I decided that I was going to essentially kill her with kindness. And so I drove, she had another job. I drove to where she was, which was 30 minutes away. I brought her some, uh, bought her a gift and just said, you know, today I want you to have a good day. And her eyeballs got so big. I mean, she couldn't believe what I had just done. But you know what? It was a huge weight lifted off of me. And I thought, you know, um, I'm not going to let what's in her be on me. And, and later, 
I thought about that and thought, you know, who knows what she was going through. And I hope what I did impacted her that she'll turn around and do that for somebody else down the road as well. But it did adjust my attitude and I hope it adjusted her attitude. That's, mm. that's the reason. And, and that's why I'm called the attitude adjuster. <laughs> yes, that's so good. And I think, you know, especially right now, having a good attitude is so critical, right? And so I want I want you to kind of talk about how do you survive life with laughter and like how I know you talked about some intentional things that you do, but what else would you say to the people that are listening about laughter and really what it does? I mean, you went to clown school. You're like the expert in laughter. I've never had this opportunity to talk to an expert in laughter. This is fantastic. I love it. Well, you know, even, even smiling will have the same effect as laughing because when you smile, your facial muscles go up and your brain gets this signal that, oh, you're happy. And so it, it, so endorphins are released. And so you are going to feel better even if you smile. So I make the suggestion of doing different things like paying it forward for someone. Um, I was speaking in Alaska a couple years ago with um, a fellow uh, John Maxwell team member and she lives in Ketchikan, Alaska and she owns a grocery store. And I said, Hey, um, I want to do something. And this is actually on my YouTube video now that I think about it um, or YouTube channel. We went into um, the grocery store that she owns and I said, let's look for somebody to buy groceries for. And we didn't know who we were going to pick, and we found this couple. Well, we didn't know how much it was going to cost us. I mean, actually, it was going to cost me. I took my credit card and said, you know, I'll just pay for somebody's groceries. Well, they get up to the cash register, and I'm standing there, and I'm ready to slide my car. And they're looking at me like, what are you doing here? And, and they're, I mean, they're the most precious people you probably ever meet there in Alaska. I mean, it was just the perfect couple. And, um, so when I slid my card, I mean, it only came to like 12 bucks and you are not going to believe again, you'll have to look at their smiles on YouTube on my channel. They just, it was just so amazing to see them smile that it made me feel so good afterwards. And it wasn't hardly anything that big to do. I made them smile. And so again, going out and being intentional during this, especially during the time we're living right now. I've tried to every week when I've cooked food, doubled what I've made and gone out and given it to other people. And um, you just have to be intentional. And when you go out and do those things and you make somebody else smile, it's going to make you smile and you're going to feel so much better. It's going to adjust your attitude, especially during this time. Mm, that's so good. And, you know, uh, my Aunt Margaret, who's going to be turning 100 this year, one of the things that she taught me is very similar. She said, you know, life is too short to sit around thinking about yourself. And so right. she, mm -hmm. and that's how she practiced, I mean, all the time. She was constantly doing exactly what you said, like, you know, buying coffee for somebody at the coffee shop or um, trying to figure out who needed help at church. And so she would go and she would offer them whatever it is that they needed. And I think, you know, as we can do that, as we, take the focus off ourselves and focus on others, it really does help adjust our attitude. Mm -hmm. So, And not only that, when you get the focus off yourself, it reduces your stress because you're not thinking about, oh no, what about me? What's going to happen? Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's another way to, again, reduce stress in your life. 
Yes. I love, I love asking the question, how can I help somebody today? Like, even if it's just one person, if there's something that you can do and it might be a little thing, right? I think, you know, uh, dropping off donuts uh, at our neighbor's house or doing something like drawing a picture for somebody, um, having my kids send a picture to somebody. It's just the little things that I think make a really big difference. That kind of reminds me of, um, I think I, I think I have this in my book of a um, story where I was watching, I think it was Good Morning America. And Jay Leno was on the show, and it was a tearjerker show where he was giving away one of his many, many cars. And uh, but this veteran got the card. You know, you're just like, you know, get the tissues out. But he said something that caught my attention, and he said, "If I haven't gone through the day without making somebody smile or laugh, I haven't done my job." And I thought, what a great philosophy to have in your own life. I mean, you don't have to be a comedian to do that. So, you know, go through each day with that philosophy. Who am I going to help smile? Who am I going to, who am I going to help laugh? It will adjust your attitude and it will reduce your stress. Mm, that's so good. So when I was going through your book, which I absolutely loved, and it just has so many nuggets of information, everybody that's listening to this podcast needs to get it because it's so good. Um, one of the things that I really, um, in my in my own life, I practice often is really magic words. And you talk into that, which is very, very uh, insightful and powerful. So can you share about why words are so very powerful in our lives? And, and maybe I know how powerful they are just because of the experiences that I've had in my life. Um, I remember when I was going to college, I was working at Target. And it was working the late shift. And and I'll, I'll never, ever forget walking out one night. And the new manager started walking out with me. And I, you would never thought I was a motivational speaker back then. I mean, I was just, um, I was very quiet and had very low self-esteem and very little confidence. And I was walking out. And when the new manager walked out, I thought, oh, no, I don't want to talk to him. And then he stopped me. And I thought, now I'm in trouble. <laughs> And uh, I'll never forget what he said. He folded his arms and then he took one arm down and he pointed at me because he was really tall and I'm real short. And he said, um, if every employee in the store worked as hard as you, I'd have the best target in the nation. Mm. And I, that changed me. And I have never forgotten that. And I was a different person when I went back to work. I mean, I may have been a hard worker, but I know I did circles around people because the words that he said to me, they fueled me and they empowered me and they changed me. And so the words that you say to another person can change their attitude in a big way. Mm, that's so good. And the words that we say to ourselves are so important too, right? You know, I oh, think, yeah, definitely. I think, I think about our kids and I, you know, my daughter was driving her bike the other day and she was going down a hill and she was a little bit nervous and I, I heard her. She just kind of was whispering something to herself and I'm like, what did you just say, sweetheart? And she's four and she said, I told myself, I believe in you, Avery. Aww. Right? And it was, it was, I said, that's perfect. That's exactly what you need to say to yourself because when we're a little bit fearful, you know, it's easy for us to say, you know, you can't do this or it doesn't work. And, you know, intentionally thinking about how are we choosing our words that will fuel us rather than stop us. And right. it's so, so good. So, you know, one of the things that I think a lot of people are experiencing is stress. And mm -hmm. I, you know, that was another chapter in your book that I think was just so powerful is 
I mean, physically it affects us, right? And so can you kind of talk into how does stress really impact us and, and what are some strategies we can use to um, stress less and, and really help sure. ourselves and reduce that stress? Sure. Um, well, there's, I mean, there's just so many different consequences to not managing your stress. I was in a grocery store one time and it was when I was first putting together my stress management workshops and there was this guy probably about, oh, 25 years old and I was actually taking a poll asking people, what are your top three things that stress you out the most? And I asked this guy and without any hesitation, he goes, my wife, my job and my kid. And, and I said, oh, wow. And I said, what do you do to manage that? And he goes, nothing. That's why I'm angry all the time. And I thought, wow, you know, dude, if you don't get a hold of, on this, you're going to um, have some really um, health issues. You're going It's going to be detrimental to your relationships, your family, your job, everything in life. And, uh, and stress, I mean, I can't even begin to stress how much stress affects your body. I mean, there are just so many different illnesses and sicknesses that can kickstart um, in, in your body. And in, in the book, um, Heal Your Heart by Dr. Michael Miller. He, um, he studied the effects of stress and the heart, and he took participants into a room, and he showed them a movie that would stress them out. It was first 15 minutes of Saving Private Ryan, which is very violent. And he had them all hooked up to different medical equipment, and their blood vessels all constricted, which that's vasoconstriction which is going to limit the amount of oxygen that goes through your body up to your brain. And then he did the opposite. He took participants into a room and had them watch a funny movie and their blood vessels dilated, vasodilation. So that's going to cause more oxygen and blood to circulate through your body to your brain. So there are, I mean, just so many different things that happen to your body when you're under stress and, and going back to laughter. And so, um, with stress, again, you have, you have, I mean, I could talk to people all day long about managing stress, but you have to be intentional and you have to find out what works for you. I mean, it's going to be different for everybody and you have to, um, you have to do things. I mean, again, you have to decide what it's going to be for you. I used to ask people, what do you do to reduce stress? One lady told me she changed the kitty litter. I thought, well, that would stress me out. So <laughs> it's, it's different for different people. And for me, going for a walk, putting on my headset, that's going to be reducing stress for me. Or again, watching a funny movie. So you have to be so intentional. And one of my stress busters that I think I even put on yesterday was on um, keeping the right perspective, and um, and I and that was from watching. We've all watched a lot of TV and movies during this pandemic. Um, I watched The Pianist, which I had never seen. It came out like I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, and um, it's kind of tough to watch because it's pretty violent. But it has to do with um, the Holocaust, which you know had to have been very stressful. And, uh, but when you watch this, when I watched this movie, this is what happened to me. I thought, you know what? During this pandemic, I really don't have a thing to complain about. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of the restrictions and the chaos and not getting my haircut and all these different things. 
but you have to put things in perspective and think, you know what, I'm safe in my home. Um, you know, right now, um, you have to really think of the big picture. We're going to get through this. And again, you have to be intentional and you have to do things that are going to reduce stress for yourself. Again, you have to do it. Mm, that's so good. And I love what you said where you were asking people what stresses them out the most. And I actually, in the last year, had a really, I had a really stressful year. Um, just a whole bunch of different things happened. But at one point, I was talking to one of my coaches and she said, Allison, write down the things that are your top stressors. And like I hadn't taken the time, right? I was in... Um, in reactionary mode so much that I hadn't taken the time to identify what my stressors were. And what that allowed me to do is figure out what I needed to do in order to get those stressors out of my life mm-hmm. and, and in order yeah. to kind of cross them off. And, you know, there are things that I had to, I had to go through in order to, you know, sometimes we have stressors that are in our lives, whether we like it or not, whether we ask mm-hmm. for it or not. Right. And there are things that we need to do in order to get through it. And um, I needed to, first identify what they were and then identify what it was that I needed to do in order to overcome that. But then also understand that I needed to, I actually would um, only give myself, I would set my timer and only give myself a a limited amount of time to think about that thing that was stressing me out. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I had, if I had that, that thing that I needed to do that call I had to make or whatever it was, I'd give myself a limited amount of time to even give my mental energy to it. And, you know, a lot of people that are stressed out or dealing with negative forces, they give all of their time and energy to it. And then they don't have any energy to fill themselves back up. And that's what I was feeling and experiencing. So your stress busters and the things that you share are so incredibly relevant and helpful. And they helped me a lot. And I think that that's what's so powerful about what you do, Desi, is you inspire hope and you empower people to think about things a little bit different and shift their perspectives. And and we need more people that are doing that, right? We need more people that are out there intentionally spreading positivity, spreading, you know, laughter and joy and all the good things into the world because, you know, life can be hard sometimes and and Uh things can be difficult. And I think, you know, that's one of the things that stress does is it can be all consuming if we let it, but it doesn't be, you know. I love what you said about timing yourself on the mental energy you're going to put into something. I'm I'm writing my book now on Give Me Some Chocolate, I'm Stressed. I'm going to have to use that in my book. I (laughs) love that. (laughs) Yeah, it was, that was a lifesaver because otherwise, you know, stressful things. And if you give it a bucket, it, it fills the bucket and then you can just kind of let it go. It's like, this yeah. is my time for that. And we're going to, you know, move on to the things that are more productive. And yeah, I think that's a really good one. So Desi, I need to ask you the question I ask everybody that comes on this podcast. And that is what are the two to three things you've done in your life to launch to the next level? Mm-hmm. Well, I would say, um, probably the, the biggest thing is not giving up and being persistent and determined. When I first became a motivational speaker, or actually the night I told my husband I was going to become a John Maxwell team member, I was going to become a motivational speaker, he said, oh, I hate motivational speakers. <laughs> and it was like, wow, this is not a good start. And, um, and so I think that was, in, I mean, he just, he works at a college and he's had some bad experiences with the motivational speakers that came from. And so, you know, he just had this certain picture of motivational speakers. And so he wasn't real excited about me switching careers. And I think that was in the back of my mind. And so I, um, 
I don't know if you were there the the year that I did this, but I had auditioned for stage time for the John Maxwell team, and and the and the first time, I mean, I thought, you know, this is a no brainer. I'm going to go up there, and you know, I love speaking, I love audiences, and I got up there, and my plane was late, so I actually got in on the last 15 minutes of um, the stage time audition. And so I rushed in there, I sat down, and before I know it, Roddy comes over and he hands me the microphone and was like, oh, okay. So I got up to the front and you're not gonna believe what came out of my mouth, which was nothing. And then um, I was embarrassed and he said, oh, let, you know, let's give it another go. And I, I, I did the same thing, I blanked out again. And then the third time he wanted to know if I wanted to continue and I said, yes, I'm gonna do this. And I don't even know what I said, but I was so embarrassed and, and, uh, and I, you know, it was pretty demoralizing for me. And so the next time I went, which I, probably a year later, I thought, you know, I, I've got this figured out, I'm gonna do it. And I got up on the stage and uh, I was knocking it out of the park. It was going so well until about halfway through, I noticed my legs were shaking big time. And when I no paid attention to that, I completely blanked out again, didn't know what I had just said or what I was supposed to say next. And I, I mean, I was ready to throw in the towel. And I, and I remember walking out and I was going to go up and I went up to my room and I even looked in the mirror and said, I will never do that again. And I even, again, questioned if I was going to continue with this um, career. And uh, funny enough, about oh a month or two later, I'm speaking at a college for college students, and I'm teaching them how to dream big, and and giving them the strategies to do that, which is to never give up. And while I'm talking to them, I'm having this dialogue in my brain, thinking, "Wow, I'm teaching them this. I'm I'm a hypocrite because I really gave up on my own dream." which was to be on that stage and, you know, at that conference and which is, as you know, a big deal. And so I am going through this dialogue in my, in my head while I'm still talking to them and I'm thinking, I am not going to give up. I'm going to start practicing what I preach and I'm not going to give up. And so I had another, probably another year and a half went by before I went back and I worked so hard on that. I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever worked so hard on one three minute speech. And when I got on the plane, every three minutes, I said that speech. So that was for an hour and a half. Because I thought, I'm not messing this up. And then when I got to the Marriott, um, I looked for some different people and said, can I do my speech for you? I went up to strangers <laughs> and said, can I do my speech for you? And, I, and, and the first time, I kind of stumbled, but thought, you know, at least I did it. And I did that probably about 10 times. And then on the day of um, when, when your name is going to be announced, my name wasn't announced. And I had sat there all day long, even writing out my speech until right before they, it all ended, Roddy said, I think we have one, another person that we're going to call up. And he mentioned my name. And I just thought, oh, and I was in the very back and all the way up, I'm saying that speech. And mm -hmm. I got up there and I said it. And if any, and that speech is on my YouTube channel. I mean, you can, you can see the determination that I had, especially by even saying the speech and, and my reaction when I was done, I was jumping up and down. And uh, so I, I think probably the biggest thing that ever is going to launch anybody to the next level is not to give up. 
Mm. That's a beautiful story. And I'm so glad you didn't give up because we need you, Desi. Oh, we need you. Don't ever give up. If that, if that thought ever comes into your head again, you just give Allison a call and I will tell you, no, we don't ever give up my dear friend. Okay. This is so, so good. And you know, I think I want to make sure that people know how to get a hold of you. So could you let them know how they can get your book, how they can get a hold of you? Sure. Sure. Of course, my book's on Amazon. So do you work with the living dead? And then my website is Desi Payne. So D-E-S-I-P-A-Y-N-E, DesiPayne.com. And then my two YouTube channels, you just go to YouTube and put in Desi Payne. And then, of course, you have to check out at least one of my healthy cooking with a zombie recipes. And, uh, of course, that's on YouTube, healthy cooking with a zombie. That's amazing. Awesome. So thank you so much, Desi. You are definitely a light in this world. And we are so grateful that you took the time and energy to be with us today. And to all of our listeners, thank you for joining us today. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did. I I learned so much during these interviews. And I'm so grateful for the amazing people we have on the launch podcast. So I look forward to next week's episode. Make sure you take a moment to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again, friends. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the launch podcast. I'm Allison Little, and I'm so excited that you spent your time with me. Look for future episodes and connect with me on social media or at my website at www.allisonlittle.com. 